0: The following podcast was recorded and released for the good folks over at my Patreon on Friday, April 16th. And as always, spoilers ahoy. And so, with all of that out of the way, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Five episodes down, one episode to go. And honestly, it's all seeming to fall into place exactly as I had foreseen. For I, in my infinite wisdom, had predicted there ain't nobody out there like me folks i see into the future i predict the unpredictable i see the unseen i hear the unhearable and i smell stuff which most folks cannot so rejoice ladies and gentlemen for you are blessed to be in the presence of someone like me and frankly y'all need to be singing my praises from here to the moon and back again all right i'm sorry i'll stop (coughs) Welcome to my other podcast with me, your host, a guy named Steven. Forget all that crap I said up front. I'm just a regular dude who wakes up each morning just as surprised as everyone else that I managed to make it through another day without setting myself on fire or falling off the porch or just running into a door or two. But enough about my accomplishments. We're here to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode 5 which was entitled Truth. Here's what happened according to both Wikipedia and my own fragmented memory. John Walker, the new Captain America, after having just brutally murdered a foreign national on foreign soil for all the world to see, runs into an empty warehouse and he freaks out a bit. I mean, he has a huge freak out. And then he gathers himself, gets himself together, And then he's ready to go. But at that point, Sam and Bucky come in. They've tracked him down and they demand the shield back. Sam, he's acting all cool about it. You know, he seems to want to help John. He's telling him, you made a mistake. It's going to happen. Nobody blames you. You, you know, you have a record of being an exceptional soldier. Just come with us. Just explain it to everybody. I'm sure you're going to be okay, but we got to have the shield. And John almost... You know, he's like, oh, you know, they're right. They're, they're, they're right. He, Sam gets me. The moment they mention the shield, however, he starts to freak out. Oh, that's what you want. That's what you're here for. And then a fight breaks out and it's pretty awesome. In the end, Sam and Bucky do get the shield, but it's not until after Walker rips. Sam's wings off, and Sam and Bucky break Walker's arm. In fact, the moment where Sam and Bucky are struggling to pull the shield from Walker's arm was very reminiscent of the time that Iron Man and a bunch of his friends tried to pull the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos' arm. Very reminiscent. After that, Bucky takes off. He finds Zemo in Sokovia, and he hands them over to the Dora Milaje. It was kind of a really weird scene because they're at the Sokovian Monument, the the memorial for the people that had fallen during Age of Ultron, and Zemo is there and he's looking at the 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 memorial. Bucky shows up and he's got a gun with him, right? And he aims the gun at Zemo's head, pulls the trigger, and nothing happens because he shows by dumping them all out onto the ground. There are no bullets in the gun. I don't really quite understand what that was supposed to be about, what that was supposed to, what that was supposed to signify. I don't know if he was just trying to scare Zemo, if he wanted to torture him a little bit psychologically. I don't know, but it's at that point that the Dora Milaje show up and he hands him over. And then as they're leaving, AO tells Bucky, you might not want to come to. Wakanda anytime soon. White wolf. And Bucky's like, fair enough. And as they're walking away, he says, actually, can I ask you for one last favor? Hmm. I wonder what that could be. We'll find out later. We then go stateside where John Walker receives an other than honorable discharge. He's stripped of his role as Captain America. He has stripped of his rank. He's even, he's, he's, he's not even going to get He's not even gonna get any benefits in retirement. They are just done with him. He's very upset about that, of course. And as he's leaving, he walks out basically in the middle of the of the whole thing because he's just he's just disgusted with them. He, he says to him at one point something to the effect of, you made me, you built me, you taught me, you trained me to do what I do. And I went out there and I did it for you and I did it really well. And then this is how you're treating me. And really it's all because... I don't think they're upset. Somebody even says this to him afterward. They're not upset over what he did. They're upset because he he allowed people to record it and broadcast it to the rest of the world. Had he done that behind closed doors and nobody would have found out, they the U.S., the United States, the senators, all them, they would have given him a big thumbs up and a little pat on the old back. But he leaves, and as he's leaving the room, one of the senators is calling out to him saying, we want the shield back, which I guess I was a little surprised by that, that they didn't know that Sam had the shield. I figured Sam would have said something to them, but he didn't. Makes sense though, why would you? So Walker is outside and he's brooding with his wife and a woman approaches. This is the big cameo that's been rumored all week. There were all kinds of theories thrown around. Basically, it kind of got out there that there would be a big uh, cameo in this episode, someone from the Marvel Universe that we have not seen before in any of the movies or any of the TV shows, a big name, a big Marvel character. And there were all kinds of theories thrown out there. I can't repeat to you what any of those theories were because I avoided them like the plague. But this is who it was. Julia Louise Dreyfus as the Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I will be honest with you, I had no idea who that was. I'm a really bad nerd when it comes to stuff like that. Now, I looked it up, and of course, I was reminded, I believe she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I believe she had a big part to play in Jim Steranko's S.H.I.E.L.D. comic from back in the late '60s. I didn't read any of those comics. I understand they were something special. They were something great. Jim Steranko did a lot of stuff that uh, people weren't doing in comic books at the time, but I've never read it. And so, of course, yes, I had to look that up. I I had like an inkling, is that the, the Contessa? Is that who we're talking about? There was a character. I remember watching something on YouTube about Jim Steranko's run and hearing about the Contessa. And yeah, that's who that is. So she approaches... John Walker and she basically tells him that he did the he did the right thing. She would have killed the guy too. She tells him that all those guys in there, those men and women, the ties, they're not angry that he did what he did. They're basically angry that he did it in public. She tells him that she knows he took the super soldier serum. She says that that was probably the second best decision he's ever made in his life. She says you want to know what the first best decision was aside from marrying this firecracker? Of a wife that you have, and that is answering the phone when I call. She leaves her card with him, and then she goes away, and we don't see her again for the rest of the episode. The card, by the way, is completely white on one side and completely black on the other side, and as John Walker says, there's nothing on it. He is very confused, and I think many of us are a little confused as well. What role is she playing? Is she the power broker? I don't think so, but what role is she playing? So from there, we see Sam hanging out with Torres. Sam explains to him, you know, I guess what happened with Walker and everything. And Torres sees his damaged wingsuit. It's like, what happened here? But Sam just doesn't feel like talking about it. And, and after they're done talking, he gets up and he's got the shield and he leaves. As he's leaving, Torres says, hey, what are you, you left the wings. And Sam says, "Keep him." He then goes to uh, visit Isaiah Bradley. They have a, a long conversation that was very, very, very moving. It, it it was very sad. It's Bradley tells him what happened to him and how he he got the super soldier serum and how the army basically uh, started in- injecting him and all his buddies who were also black men who were also soldiers. With what they told him and his his fellow soldiers were tetanus shots, but they were actually different versions of the serum. They were giving different versions of the serum to each of them, and then sending them off on missions. And he explained that some of the some of the guys went a little crazy. Uh, some of them died. At one point, um, those who were left, other than him, got captured and were in a POW camp. And the army was just going to destroy the entire camp. They were just going to bomb it off the map, basically, because they didn't want their secret getting out. And they figured the best way to do it was to destroy the POW camp and these prisoners, which is the evidence of what they have been doing. Well, Bradley gets wind of this. He breaks out of the facility. He goes to the POW camp and he brings his fellow soldiers home. And as a reward, he is put in jail. The, the soldiers that he brings home, he, he says that they eventually die. He didn't say how, but they eventually die. He is put in jail. He spent the next, I think he said 30 years or something being experimented on and until base, uh, a, a nurse who felt sorry for him doctored some papers and made it look like he had died. And then he was allowed to escape and live out. The rest of his life at this point, um, in secret. We also learned that he was, I, I actually don't remember if he was married or if it was just his girlfriend. Either way, there was a woman back home that he was in love with that wrote him a crap ton of letters, which they never gave to him while he was in jail. They put in a lockbox. They ended up telling this woman that he had died. She eventually dies herself, and then when he gets out, you know, he learns all of this. He's given the lockbox of letters by the nurse, and he he tells Sam that he was he was very very much in love with her. She was his life, and it's just they they just have this deep meaningful talk about the idea of a black man being Captain America, because it is at this point that Sam he realizes he's made a mistake when he gave the shield back. He made that mistake. They gave the shield to this guy who ended up killing somebody. He feels that he is to blame for that. And so I think he's just trying to get what information he can, get what advice he can get, get different points of view from different people to help him make his decision. Should he be Captain America? He never says it out loud, but that that appears to be what he's doing. But at one point, Bradley tells him they will never let a black man be Captain America, even if they did, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. And so that, of course, gives Sam something to think about. In the meantime, we get a scene where we see Sharon Carter. She's on the phone with somebody. We We quickly learn that it's Batroc. She tells him that she has a job for him. And I am left to wonder, I think in the last episode, I threw out a couple of theories on who the power broker is. And one of the theories was that it was sharon carter and this scene right here is if i really feel like it's it's the the showrunners they're really pushing that idea they're really wanting us to believe that she is the power broker now when i watched wandavision there was a point where i was thinking they really want us to believe that agnes is the bad guy they're really pushing that in our faces. So obviously it's not her. It's too obvious. They they want us to believe it. They're making it way too obvious. So obviously it's not her. And guess what? It was her. So now I'm really starting to dip my toes in that camp. I'm starting to feel like Sharon Carter may very well be the power broker. I would really like it. Oh my God, I can't remember his name. The German dude, the German scientist who ends up with as a with his mind in a computer in the on a freaking screen in the belly of a robot. Why can't I remember that guy's name? Doesn't matter. I really want him to be the power broker, just so I can see that. I want to see that realized in in live action. A big robot with a TV screen for a belly, and it's got him you know, computerized face thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh Zola? Armin Zola. That's his name. Mm-mm, can't see it right now, but I'm doing the freaking worm with my arms. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Sharon Carter helps Batrock out of jail, and now she's got a job for him. We get some scenes with Sam and Bucky training with the shield. Actually, from there, I actually don't remember at what point that scene with Sharon Carter shows up in the show, but... At one point, Sam returns home to help his sister fix the family boat. He ends up calling in a lot of favors. He he comes home. He thinks the boat works because if you remember at the beginning of the show, in the first episode, she wants to sell it and he talks her out of it. And he knows, well, he knows that the boat doesn't run, but he learns when he gets home that... She was never going to sell the boat, not because she wants to keep it, but because nobody will buy it because it's such a piece of junk. And so he basically explains to her, he says, look, because she fixes lunch for her two sons and sends them off to school. And she says, you know, that she's given them extra food for these two other kids whose father apparently doesn't wake up before noon. And they always go hungry every day and they're too proud to ask for food. And so she just sends extra food with her boys to give to them. And Sam says, you're, you know, feeding the whole neighborhood, just like mom used to do. And he he basically, he tells her, all right, well, mom and dad used to help out everybody. And there are so many people in this area that owe most of what they have to our mom and dad and they've never paid it back so i'm going to start calling in some favors and he gets on the phone and he he gathers basically the the whole community together to fix up the boat and there's even some guys show up with a new engine and they're they're all standing around this truck looking at the engine and trying to figure out how they're going to get it out of the truck and that's when bucky shows up and because he's super strong he lifts the engine out of the truck. And Bucky joins in and helps everybody get the boat running, though I don't think we ever see it actually running in the in the episode. We don't know if it ever runs. I don't remember now. Good lord, I just watched it. Anyway, we also get a bit of Sam and Bucky kind of training with the shield, and they have a long talk about their pasts, and they, as Wikipedia puts it, agree to move on from their pasts and work together. In the meantime, we see the Flag Smashers planning an attack on the GRC conference in New York and they're joined by Batroc. That's the job Sharon Carter had for him. And now I'm confused because the Power Broker is angry at the Flag Smashers. They stole the freaking Super Soldier serum. So now I just don't know. I don't know if she's the Power Broker or not. Maybe she is and she has sent Batrock in to help them. They don't know that that she's the one that hooked him up with Batrock, And he also has an ulterior motive. She, you know, she says, I need you to go help them. And then when you're done, kill them all. You know, I, I don't know. I'm really confused. Uh, thankfully, we only have one episode left. I hope we learn who the power broker is by the end of it. Could it be the Contessa? I would like to think that whoever the power broker is, we have to have met that person so far. They're not going to just throw somebody. You know, I kept saying it during WandaVision. Everybody kept talking about how the big bad was Mephisto or freaking Nightmare or whoever. And I kept saying, that that all sounds really interesting, but typically in a mystery type situation, whether it's an actual mystery book or, you know, a, a whodunit type of thing, the, the big bad, the person, the whodunit person, you usually meet them in the first chapter. They don't just spring that upon you in the last chapter. The big reveal on who the bad guy is, is usually somebody that's been part of the story the whole time. So I don't know. I just don't know. And frankly, I'm not going to think about it anymore because we've only got one episode left. So the Flag Smashers are planning this attack on the GRC conference in New York. Sam, with help from Torres, Torres tracks down where they might be because he said the last time the Flag Smashers did something, they got some kind of ping in various places. You know, each time something would happen, they'd get this ping just beforehand And they just got a ping in New York. And Sam, knowing that the GRC conference is in New York, realizes that that's probably where they're going to attack. And so he goes and he opens up the briefcase, the Wakandan briefcase. We don't see what's inside it. But according to Wikipedia, he is marveled with what is inside it. Marveled with what is inside it. And that's when the credits roll. We do get, for the first time in this show, a mid-credit scene And it's John Walker building a new shield from scrap metal and his war metals. That should be interesting. So here's what I have said. I actually don't know if I mentioned it in any of these episodes. I'm pretty sure I did. But here's what I said was going to happen. Sam was going to be Captain America, and he would become Captain America by the last episode. He would choose to become Captain America in Episode 5, but we would not see him as Captain America until Episode 6. That's obviously going to happen. I also said that because he was becoming Captain America, just like in the comics, Torres would become the new Falcon. Well, the fact that he left his damaged wings with Torres, who seems to be a real fanboy about the whole superhero thing and seemed to be more than interested about what happened to the wings, I think, Torres is going to show up as the Falcon in the last episode. If not the last episode, they are basically just dropping a little story plot that that's going to come back to us somewhere in, in a future show or a future movie. Torres will become the new Falcon at some point, whether it's in the last episode or later on down the line. I don't know. There's a lot that they st- I feel like there's a lot that they still have to do in the last episode. They have to take down the Flag Smashers, Walker is obviously going to be involved because he's building a new shield. So I think he's going to show up in the black U.S. agent costume, outfit, uniform, whatever you want to call it. And that's really about all I know. That's that's those are the only guesses I'm willing to make at this point. And then, of course, I hope we're going to find out who the power broker is. We might not. It might just be some shadowy figure that they're going to hint at in various TV shows and movies. And may not reveal who that person is until phase five or something. I, I I don't know. I hope they reveal it, but they may not. It wouldn't be the first time they they like to drop little story things here and there without any payoff for a while. you know, let it drag for a bit. let it let it marinate before they make that reveal. but But it's very obvious that Sam is going to become Captain America in episode number six. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know what else there is to say, folks. Holla back at me. Tell me what you've been thinking. Give me your thoughts. Give me your opinions. Sing me a song. Whatever. You can email me at feedback at justanotherfanboy.com or just find me. I'm everywhere. I am the wind. I'm also out. Bye. Good job!